0: With us today is Dr. Peter Mihalos, and he's got some new revelations of what the heck is going on in uh, keeping us alive. Uh, Dr. Peter, how are you?
1: Having had some experience uh, working in the past in Rikers Island, uh, the young doctor paying back my medical school loans. And uh, one of the things that I noticed after reading the bail reform law, that if you really just put one sentence in the bail reform law, you could fix a lot of the crime in uh, New York, and what you would do is the one sentence would basically say that judges have the discretion to evaluate the degree of dangerousness of a particular offender who committed that crime. And once judges have the discretion to evaluate someone's dangerousness, for example, if they have previous arrests or previous assaults or violent crimes, what comes into play is the uncompassionate side of the bail reform, because some of these people do need help. And on Rikers Island, instead in the old days, they would get evaluated, and uh, their health issues would be dealt with. Many people, we used to discover, they had cysts gonorrhea, TB, chlamydia, these other herpes diseases, and they actually got treated. But it's not only compassionate for the inmate, but it's also compassionate for the public, because when you release these people without having their medical conditions treated, they're also spreading diseases.
0: Uh, years ago, they threw all the... Uh should I say mentally ill, out of the hospitals and put them into the streets in New York. And uh, I think we had something like 28,000 at one time uh, that uh, Mayor Giuliani had said to me, and now there's only 3,000.
1: The uncompassionate side of bail reform, uh, what we can do on the island is you can have the court there three days a week instead of carting people off the island and complaining of short-staff correction officers. You just walk them over and have the court three days a week you can also have like they have out in suffolk county they have uh, training programs for example for landscaping or a handyman course so people aren't sitting there planning their next uh, crime but they're focused on learning a skill set so they can be employable when they get out the other thing is instead of sending them for appointments to different clinics around different hospitals they should be having the psychology and psychiatry clinics right on Rikers Island, but having enough therapists to see these people and get them to help in the drug rehab programs. Cause many of these people are addicted to drugs and alcohol and they commit crimes to get money, to get more drugs and you try to break the cycle. So that's the compassionate side of uh, bail reform. And that's what we need to focus on that will protect the public and protect people from, um, you know, being attacked and assaulted, when people get their medication and they get treated, they're less likely to commit crimes. And uh, there's also things like simple diseases, like even, you know, diabetes and thyroid disease that I used to have an inmate tell me, I'm so glad I got arrested because I'm finally getting my blood sugar under control, or I've been in severe pain and agitated because my tooth hurts, you know, but Treat these people with compassion and uh, give them the psychiatric care that they need, and also give the judges the discretion to uh, make a decision on the degree of dangerousness to be able to hold people and not just send them back on the street without even a shower. And then they pick up hammers and knives, and we're seeing all these random slashing and stabbings and people being pushed downstairs. And this has to stop. Otherwise, our economy will suffer because the people who are signing the front of the checks are fleeing. Manhattan by the droves, and we see it with record releases, how people are leaving the state. Yes, people are still in the city, but we could get more. We can get more tourists, and we need that money to help pay our deficits in the state and to pay our pension plans and pension obligations, which are quite large in New York State.
0: What we were talking about before with the uh, uh, mentally ill, at one time they were telling me they had 28,000 mentally ill people in hospitals, and now they're down to 3,000 and the rest of them are in the subways and the streets in New York. Don't those people Absolutely.
1: need treatment? Yeah, not only do they need treatment, but what people don't realize is they thought that outpatient was going to work, but the problem is that the street medicines feel better than the oral medicines that they're given. And then you have non-compliance and nobody shows up to these outpatient appointments or they don't show up to the window in the old days in the facility, you stood on a line in the window with a guard there, you opened your mouth, you took your medicine, you got treatment, you got therapy, you got the help you needed until you can be transitioned back into society. But now this isn't compassionate. So the way we have to tell the legislatures is you're not being compassionate to these people and you're also not being compassionate to the people of the general public. And you're also affecting health and safety because you're not treating all the potential communicable diseases that these people have that would normally be treated if they were held for a while and be properly evaluated. So they're going back on the street, they're spreading various diseases that they may or may not have, the syphilis, the gonorrhea, the HIV, and I was there during all that and we caught so many cases of syphilis and got them treated and chlamydia and they would otherwise spread it to the rest of the public. So I think that the state legislature needs to look at and change that one sentence in the law, give judges back the discretion to evaluate the degree of dangerousness of an inmate and be able to evaluate their past history of criminal activity and that will help the whole system tremendously and it'll save lives because uh, that's what we want to do get the message out save lives and hopefully someone in the state legislature has some common sense and will add that one sentence to the law which will change things overnight
0: so we got to take care of the mentally ill and we got to make sure that the dangerous individuals are not on the streets and uh, that's what we yeah, have to do
1: yeah. before- Absolutely. Give the power back to the judges. Give them the discretion. When you took away discretion from the judges, as Judge Weinberg has told us in the past, that was the beginning of the end when I saw that. That's why we have to give the judges the power back and they can you know get them the help they need before you can mandate somebody you're going to go to a treatment program we're going to get you the mental health you need we're going to get you the drug rehab program that you need and we're going to help you transition and give you some vocational training as well to get you back in society to help you get a job just like the great job sheriff Harold toulon does in suffolk county they have a whole landscaping training program and people learn a skill set and when they get out they actually can go get a job and they say i know how to do certain skills and that would be a a big help to these people because we want to help people and be compassionate to them
0: well uh dr peter michelos thank you for for telling the truth to the uh, uh, new yorkers and the american people and uh, god bless you and uh, god bless america and i hope we let's catch up again real soon